Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Good morning. Happy anniversary. This is our anniversary. I can't believe it. And I am excited. Just picture this because my goal was to blow off the cannons. We were going to have stuff going. So just imagine it. Maybe I'll have them edited in so we can see it flowing. On this. Nah, I'm just kidding around. Anyways, it is our anniversary. I'm excited about that. And, uh, you know, we'll talk some more about that. I want to get into the word. I love talking about the word. And so uh, today's message, actually I have a title I don't often do, but what's next? What's next? You know, it's funny, I, I, I deal with couples all the time uh, and, you know, couples that want to get married and I, sometimes when you're trying to counsel with them, all they're thinking about is, you know, the wedding day, the wedding day and making sure everything is right, making sure, you know, everybody's invited properly, fighting with their parents about, you know, what they want to have in the wedding and blah, blah, blah. And they're so focused, so focused, so focused. Then all of a sudden they get married and now they're home together. What's next? See, a lot of times what we do is when we do events, when we do things, we, we focus on the event, but we never think about what's next. And this is what happened to the disciples. The disciples, you know, they were with Jesus the whole time, you know, their Savior, their Lord, their, their, their teacher, they were following him. And then all of a sudden, you know, he kind of dies and he's no longer over them. And I want to talk about uh, John chapter 21 because that's a, this is a what, what's next moment, you know? And so it starts out by, uh, in, in, in John chapter 21, it starts out by, by Peter saying this. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. And the other disciples say, we will come too. And so they went out in the boat, uh, but they caught nothing all night. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar. A lot of times, you know, what happens is after an event, we, we don't really learn anything or we actually do learn things, but we don't put them into practice. And then what's next? We go back to the way life is. And let me reference this craziness that we're going through right now and say this, you know, what's next? Have you already started thinking? Have you learned anything over these times? Maybe... Um, if you struggled financially, which, you know, some are, maybe we got to think about maybe putting some money away. Maybe you'll change some of the ways that you deal with situations because you'll be thinking, oh, yeah, what happens again? What's next? What changes will be made in society? I hope, we're, I hope we don't just go back to the way things were. I, think, I hope we learn from it. So this is what Peter did. He's like, okay, I, I really don't know what to do, you know, and so let me just go back to, you know, what I used to do. I'm not sure that was Jesus' plan for Peter's life. You know, there's actually a scripture verse. I don't know if you'll really catch it, but I'm going to use it anyways. It's a proverb, and it says, as a dog returns to his vomit, you know, his throw up, so does a fool to his folly. If you've ever seen a dog, sometimes he'll go back and start licking up what he just threw up. And not a good sight. And so we, when, when we go through something, when we go through a, a difficult time, or we, even when we go through a good thing, we should always be saying to ourselves, what is next? You know, what are we going to learn? How are we going to deal with things in the future? You know, and this is kind of what Peter went through. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't learn, or at least he didn't think he learned. 
And so we're going to continue on in this passage because we're going to see that Jesus comes onto the scene and he begins to say, listen, guys, can't go back to the way it was. We have to go move on. And I want to talk about how to move on. What is next? After you go through something, how do you deal with what's next? And so it says here in verse 4, it says this. It says, at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach. They were out fishing. But the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out to them. And uh, he said, fellows, have you caught any fish? Now, all of this is so familiar. I'm going to say this to you right now that I believe that there are times where we're walking through life and we kind of just go back to the way it was and what Jesus will do, he will do things to try to have you recognize that he is there, that he wants to speak to you. He'll do something similar. And so here, they didn't catch anything all night and, and, and Jesus is there and he says, try the other side. And all of a sudden they catch all kinds of fish. I'm sure that their minds were like, that's got to be Jesus. See, Jesus was trying to speak to them. And so once they realize it was Jesus, Peter jumps into the water and he swims at shore. And it says, it goes on, it says, and when they got to the shore, they found Jesus was waiting for them and breakfast was there. And fish was cooking over the charcoal fire and there was some bread, fish and bread. Another reminder that Jesus is in their midst. Look around for reminders. God will be showing you things. Right now, God will be showing you things to say he is there. And then it goes on. It says that after breakfast, Jesus asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you more than these. And then Jesus asks him three times. And, uh, you know, and, and then he says, feed my sheep. He's actually telling Peter how to move on. I'm telling you right now, if you go back to the way things were and all of a sudden you start seeing some things, some signs that God is trying to talk to you, I guarantee you he's trying to talk to you as to what, where he wants you to go and how he wants you to move on. Now, I want you to picture this scene. Here's Peter. He's sitting among these this fire that actually, it's interesting that they actually say coals of fire. I find that quite interesting because here's Peter, there's the coals of fire, and there's Jesus. When's the last time Jesus was sitting, or, I mean, Peter was sitting around coals of fire? It was the last time he denied Jesus. Same exact words here. And so Jesus brings him back to that very place that he failed. And the first thing I believe that Jesus is trying to say to Peter, the first thing I think he's trying to say to Peter is, Peter, it's okay to fail. I know that you failed. You know that you failed. Here's the situation. I'm even showing you that I know that you failed. Still with him, and it's okay to fail. It's important that you know that after you make a mistake, it is okay to fail. As a matter of fact, if you don't, realize that it's okay to fail. You won't move on. You will just sit there. And maybe that's why Peter went fishing. Maybe he felt like, you know, he had failed and, and he didn't know what else to do. He didn't feel worthy. That's what all these things that go through your mind when you fail. But I want to give you this advice. And it's something that I stick to, that I don't believe in failure. I don't believe there's anything. 
I don't think there's any such thing as failure. Well, maybe there is, but let me say it this way. There is only learning opportunities. There's not failures. There's learning opportunities. You have an opportunity to learn when you fail. I think the only failure is is if you don't learn from your failure. That might be your only failure. If you don't get up and move on and learn what you was supposed to learn. So instead of when you fail, instead of saying, oh, why me, God? Oh, God, you know, okay, it's okay to say, I'm sorry, God, that you failed. But, you know, and just sit there and, and, and be in your self-pity. Rather say, God, what do you have for me to learn in this situation? Because I want to learn so that when it comes up again, it doesn't happen. P- uh, Jesus set this whole situation up. The question is not, will you fail? Because everybody's going to fail. The question is, are you humble enough to learn from what you failed from? Husbands, let me just say something to you. Men, let me just give you some advice. If you want women to really love you, it's not about you not making a mistake. Trust me, they will fall in love with men who say, you know what, honey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. This is what I learned. I don't want to do it again. Help me to not do it again. Trust me, your wife will love you. Women, I'm sure men will do it, but I, I really believe this is for men more than for women. And so God, God says, yes, okay, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail, but don't worry about it. Now, I want to say something to you. Listen, did you realize that Peter, I don't believe Peter would be on the dream team. Like, I don't believe that, you know, if, if Jesus was walking through life and he said, listen, I'm going to pick the most talented, the most, uh, the most uh, gifted people. Those are the guys I'm going to pick to be on my team, my dream team. I don't believe Peter would have been fixed. I don't, I, picked. I don't believe that Peter would have been on the dream team. See, Jesus doesn't pick you because you have the greatest talent. You might be talented, but he doesn't pick you because of that. The Bible's clear. Deuteronomy says God did not choose you because of who you were. God chose you because he loved you, and he chose you because he believes that you can learn the things that he wants to teach you so that you can move on and become the people that God wants you to be. So Peter was just willing to learn, you know, and God brings him back to this place. And it's funny because when he brings him back to that place, what does he say? He says, Peter, do you love me more than these? Now, we don't know what he was pointing to. It's possible he was pointing to the fish, meaning, do you love me more than food? Maybe he was pointing to his, because Peter had a problem with, uh, with peer pressure, as we can see with the, with the guards. He was afraid of those around him. Maybe he was looking at the, at the disciples and he's saying, do you love me more, even more than your friends? Do you love me more than them? You know, we don't know what he was looking at. We don't know what Jesus might be saying to you right now. Do you love me more than what? Money? Do you love me more than your desperation for a relationship? Do you love me more than your career? Do you love me more than your reputation? We don't know. I don't know what he's saying to you. I don't know. But I guarantee you he's asking you that question. And if you truly want to move on into the deep places of God, you must first face the things that you failed, learn from the things that you failed from, 
And then begin to realize that there are things more important. There is someone more important to love than the things that you may love, like money and relationships and other things and career and reputation and fame. All these things are things that we kind of fall in love with and that we love them more than Jesus. But Jesus said that we're to love him more than all these things. And when we do, he will lead us. He will actually lead us to a place of freedom. And this is the place that I believe God wants all of us to move on to. I believe he wanted Peter to move on to this place of freedom. He wants him to move into a whole new realm of freedom. And, 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 and we don't know what was going on in Peter's mind, but it could have been that he was feeling like a failure or feeling like he didn't deserve it or all these feelings that we go through when we fail. But God wants to move him to a new place. Now, there's one more thing about Peter that I believe uh, was in Peter that God wanted him to move on from. Peter was a very, uh, let's say it this way, very proud, strong individual. We can learn this from Scripture. No one, uh, everyone else might deny you, Lord, but I won't deny you. You know, and then he's sitting there uh, at the, or he's standing there at the table when Jesus comes around to wash the disciples' feet. And what does he say? You will not, you will not wash my feet. He was a very proud. I believe he had pride, and this pride that he had led him to a place of, I'm an independent man. And when I say that God wants to move you on to freedom. Some might define freedom as I get to do what I want or I am now not in need of anyone because I am completely free. But I believe that God wants to move us to a place, and Peter as well, wants to move us to a place not of independence, but of dependence. It's really all about dependence. And let me read and I'll show you. This is in, again going on in John chapter 21. He says this. He says in verse 18, he says, I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself. You went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, see, he's talking about independence here. When you went and did whatever you wanted. You know, you dressed yourself any way you wanted. You just got up in the morning, you decided what you wanted to do. You decided what career you wanted to have. You decided what kind of wife you wanted to have. You decided what kind of lifestyle you wanted to lead. These are all things of independence. And what does Jesus say to Peter? He says, but when you are old. I find this quite interesting because as a baby, what happens? We, have, we are so dependent as a baby. Our, our, our parents feed us, clothe us, bathe us, you know, uh, you know teach us, all these things. We, we, it, 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 if, as a baby, we were left alone. We would die. We were completely dependent on our parents. But as we grow, we keep saying we want more independence. We want our own you know, vehicle so that we can get around. We want to have our own life. We want to have our own phone, our own private space, our own this and that, our own career. We want to have our own money, you know, on and on. Everything that we strive for is independence. But isn't that just God? The way to free.
dependence. The way to freedom is dependence. Dependence on God. He goes on, he says, but when you are old, so when you're young, you do those things, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know the way he was actually even going to die. And then he goes on, he says, and then Jesus said to him, follow me. See, there's a point at which God says, listen, do you really want to be mature? Do you really want to be free? Do you really want to have a revelation of who I am and the way I work? Well, then you need to let go of these things and you need to begin to depend upon the Lord. This is why I want to encourage you to take steps of faith because when you take steps of faith farther than your comfort zone, then all of a sudden you can't depend on anything else. This stupid situation has pulled stuff away from you that you've been depending on, that you've been independent from God, but now God wants to make you dependent on him. This is a perfect opportunity for you to stretch out your hand and let God lead you, even maybe to a place that you don't want to go. But trust me, when you get there, when you get there, you will turn around and praise God. Now, for those that don't know the history of Peter, Peter died upon a cross, if you didn't know that. But he said, I don't deserve to be crucified like Jesus, so hang me upside down. See, Peter got to a place of such dependence and such humility that he didn't even feel to be worthy to be crucified like Christ. This is how far he began to stretch his hand out. This is how far he gave up. He gave up everything. And that's so funny because what, is it, what does Jesus say to Peter when he, when he first meets Peter? What's the first thing that Jesus said? He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And then what does it say? It says Peter and, and his brother left the nets. They left their business. They left things. You know, I have a feeling, that, and, and this happens to me, we all go through this same situation where, you know, we start out and we find God. Like when I found God, I was so thankful. And I was so just like, God, I want, I'll do whatever. I don't care. It made my parents really nervous because I was like, I don't want to be a computer scientist. I want to serve God. I, and I was willing to give everything up for him. But then as I served him, you know, I got comfortable. I started liking the things around me. I started, you know, letting things possess me. Because by the way, what you own will own you. Just remember that. What you own owns you. You want an example? You have a motorcycle, you have a car, you bought it for independence, then you got to take care of it, you got to pay for it, you've got to uh, make sure it's clean, you've got to make sure it's working properly, you got to take it in for maintenance. Who owns who? Yeah. Just remember that. And so Peter is bringing, being brought back to the very beginning. Remember out of Revelations it says, go back to your first love. Go back to your first love. Go back to Jesus. Go back to the one who you fell in love with at the beginning and you knew he was the one. You knew he was the way, the truth, and the life. And start following him. See, Jesus has been consistent all through Peter's life. He says, 
you know, follow me and I will make you fish as men. And they left their nets. God has said to us, if any man wants to be my disciple, what must he do? He must take up his cross and follow me daily. God is saying, follow me, follow me, follow me. Don't be dependent on other things. Be dependent on me. Because when you're dependent on other things, you're independent from God. And that's not what he wants. And so he wants us to follow. And then if we remember what Paul said, Paul said our, 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 our goal in life, our, what we're supposed to do is imitate Christ. We are supposed to walk like him. That is our goal. That is what God has called us to do, to walk like him. He, Paul said this, imitate me as I imitate Christ. God has called us to imitate him. How do we imitate him? We surrender completely to what God's will is. That's what Jesus did. Jesus said, I don't do anything on my own. I only do what the Father has called me to do. We lay hands on the sick. We, we, we raise the dead. We raise the dead just like Jesus. Pray for the sick. Pray for those that are struggling. God will use you. Trust me. Begin to give your life as a ransom for many, just like Jesus did. This is the thought that Jesus was trying to bring through into Peter's life. Now, I believe there's four things that Peter was humble enough to understand. Peter was humble enough to be a fool for Jesus. Not at first, but later, as he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, he wasn't afraid to be a fool for Jesus. He wasn't worried about being crucified. He wasn't worried about his own life. He was worried. He, all he wanted was to serve God. He was humble enough to receive instruction. Nobody made more mistakes. I mean, we could, there's a lot of mistakes that Peter made. We just read them over and over again. And so you might say this guy was just filled with mistakes. But you know what? He was humble enough to learn from his mistakes. Even after Jesus ascended into heaven, Peter made mistakes. But he learned from them over and over again. He also was humble enough to give his life over to God. Give, are you humble enough to give your life, to trust God with your life, to give your life over to him and say, God, I don't have the answers. God, I don't have the solutions. God, I don't know what, but Lord, I will follow you. I, I just feel like I should say this to someone. I don't know why. Say it this way. God, I will follow you. I know my parents want me to go a certain way, and I have felt like I don't really want to go that way. I felt like you wanted me to go a different direction. Follow God. Follow what the Lord has for your life. So he was humble enough to learn. He was humble enough to be a fool. He was humble enough to give his life over. And he was humble enough to know that he wasn't talented enough. But in the power of God, he could do all things. See, once we start thinking that we are the ones that are talented, we're in trouble. I like this last part of uh, John chapter 21. After Peter, after Jesus says, follow me, after he says all these things, it says, Peter turned around and he saw 
behind them, the disciples that Jesus loves. So he's walking along. He's with Jesus. Jesus is saying, you're going to stretch forth your hand and go to a place you don't want to go. And, and uh, Peter turns around and he looks at John. He looks at John and he says, <clears throat> where is it? He says, what about him, Lord? Like, what about him? Like, what about John? You're talking to me, but what about John? And Jesus says this, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. The last step to great dependence upon the Lord is to stop worrying about other people's call on God. Stop worrying about what God has done or not done in other people's lives, whether they have more. If God has decided to bless someone and they have more money than you or they have more, God bless them. What is that to you? You will not answer for anyone else. You will only answer for what God has called you to do. What is that to you? Nothing. This is the part. Peter's like, I'm going to die. He's looking at John. John's going to live. You know what's interesting? Is Peter might have died on that cross, right? He may have died in a really cruel way. But you know, John didn't have it easy either. John was out and stuck on an island, you know. He was, he was stuck out there for a long time. We don't know what his life was like. We look at other people. There's, a, there's, a, there's an English expression. I don't know if it's here. Um, but the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Uh, let me change that a little bit. The grass is always greener over the septic tank. <laughs> because actually, grass grows really good in, in dung. If you don't catch that, sorry. What I'm saying is this. You don't know what other people are going through in their life. They might have a lot of things. They might have what looks like to you a good life, but you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know the struggles they have. I believe everybody has struggles. Stop worrying about other people, what their call is. I wish I was part of the worship team. Why? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all of that stuff. Why didn't you give me a good voice? How come I can't play guitar? How come I, you know, how come God, you've called me to serve in this place? You know what? Stop it. Stop it. Stop worrying about other people. What is that to you? Nothing. What you want to hear is well done, good and faithful servant. The way to do that is learn from your mistakes. Move on into dependence in God. Stop worrying about what other people think and just set your eyes upon the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I pray for anyone out there that might feel like they were failures or they've made mistakes. Lord, they can recover. Lord, you know it's, you'll forgive them and you will, you will do something miraculous in their lives so they start serving you again. Father, I pray for those, Lord God, that just have not only failed but have felt like um, their, their calling is not the same as others. Father, all we are called to do, Lord, Lord, I pray right now for anybody like that, I just pray you pray this with me. Lord, Help me to do your will. Help me to do what you've called me to do. 
Lord, help me not to look at others, but simply listen to your voice. And finally, Lord, I pray all of us would humble ourselves and become more dependent on you. Forgive us for our independence and help us to be dependent on you and your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Go bless someone.